and welcome to another episode of Untraditionally Traditional, a podcast with me, Brittany Duncan, a millennial homemaker. Join me each week as I share all the things I've learned that make keeping your home, garden, and life running smoothly all while working. If you're enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcasting app so you get the episodes downloaded straight to you every Monday. Now, on to today's episode. Just kidding, but not really. (laughs) Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Untraditionally Traditional, a Millennial Homemaker, and the first episode of December. Uh, Of course, being the beginning of December, for me, that is the beginning of the holiday season. I know some of you put your trees up in September. No judgment, but judgment. No, I'm kidding. I... It took every bone in my body not to do so. Um, But this episode is going to cover some of my favorite gift-giving tips, styles, and hacks. We are ready to decorate tonight. Johnson and I went out last night and cut down a tree, and it's such a, a cute little tree. I'll share it up on Instagram once we get it decorated but he was such a good sport oh my gosh it was like raining and gross I'm getting over a cold so our original day that we were gonna go and get a tree got pushed back and then on Sunday which is really the only weekend day that we have together before um, the holiday we needed to go and it was raining so we were like okay well here we go and Johnson was such a good sport and trudged through the woods and the wet snow with me until we found a tree that we both love and she is a cutie um but let's get into some real talk Christmas season can be stressful overwhelming and honestly at least for me it can bring up some feelings of being inadequate And I know that's not the cheerful Christmas spirit, but I felt that way before and it happens to me still and I'm sure many of you have and I just want to address it. I want to let you know that you're not alone and if you feel like you're not measuring up to the gift giver that the hundreds of catalogs flooding your mailbox and Pinterest and Instagram algorithms and every commercial that's been playing for the last 60 days tells you to be you're in good company and I am here to tell you from the bottom of my heart that it's okay and it's actually completely normal to feel the way that you do. Christmas, contrary to the consumer targeted ads, is not about how much money you spend or how many presents you have wrapped under the tree. So my first piece of advice for this episode is to pinpoint a reason for the season and keep that in focus. My fellow Christians will know that the birth of Jesus is the reason for the season. And personally, that's what I choose to keep at the center of my heart through the holidays. But if that narrative doesn't align with your beliefs, I encourage you to find one that does. Maybe it's gratitude being the reason for the season. Your focus on the holidays is showing those that you care about how grateful you are to have them in your life. Find that thing, whatever you feel, holiday stress creeping in, recenter yourself around it. Remember, what is my reason for the season? My reason for the season is not to be the one that spends the most or has the most perfectly wrapped gifts or is done all my shopping by December 1st. If that were my 
reason for the season, I would be way behind. So um, anyway, you get the idea. Find, find your reason for the season. My second piece of advice is to outline a budget per person right off the bat before you buy a single gift. I know this episode is coming out on December 4th, so you've probably already maybe started some of your Christmas shopping. So um, no worries if you've already bought some gifts, but still go ahead and outline the overall amount of money you feel comfortable spending and then break it up between the people you would like to recognize over the holiday season with a gift. I personally use and love this app that's called Santa's Bag. And I'll talk a little bit more about the app later on in the episode, but I love that within it, you can set a budget per person. And as you add your gifts, it helps to let you know where you are in that budget per person, as well as your overall budget and keep you on track. Setting a budget can be tough. And for some of you, um, it may be easier to set a limit on gifts and their type. Also, I apologize for the little jingle jangle in the background. If y'all can hear that, just imagine it's Christmas bells, but it is puppy collars. I've got Sage, our golden retriever, and Lola, our sweet neighbor's pup, here in my office with me. So they are jingling all the way to the holidays. But okay, so let's say here, if you have a big group of people that want to participate in gift giving, I highly recommend a secret Santa or even a non-secret Santa, but essentially everyone participating in this group buys one gift for the person that they were assigned. And you can set a budget as a group. And so rather than buying, say, 10 $25 gifts, you buy one, but everyone else buys one too. And ultimately, everybody still gets a gift in the group. It's fun if you do secret standard, there's the element of who had you, you know, they can guess who gave them the gift. If you um, know who you're giving to, well, obviously, you know who you're giving to, but if you know who um, you're getting a gift from as well, that helps too. You can drop them some hints. So no matter how you do it, it just helps to make it more reasonable. My siblings and I started doing this uh, as we uh, gained significant others and got married and our group of four turned into a group of eight. And financially and stress-wise, it just wasn't feasible for us all to buy gifts for all of us. It was just too much and really unnecessary. So we implemented a secret Santa in college. My girlfriends and I did the same thing. It keeps the spirit alive, but also within budget. So if you were the one that's feeling a little bit stressed about getting everybody a gift and no one's really like talked about it yet, maybe initiate that. Say, hey, how do y'all feel about a secret Santa? I doubt there's anyone in your group that's going to be um, upset about not having to think of gifts for 10 people and buy gifts for 10 people. Um, You know, most people are going to be down for this idea. And it's just a fun way to be connected. You can get together for a gift opening as well, like a, you know, little cookie party or holiday drinks and make a event of it as well. So that's always fun. Another method that I heard from Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead is this breakdown that they use in their family for Christmas gifts. And I I think it's brilliant and also helps to keep things 
reasonable. In their family, each family member receives four gifts, and they break it down like this. Something they want, something they need, something to wear, and something to read. And again, this method, it sets a limit, it keeps things reasonable, and three of those four gifts are practical things. So often, our gift buying is over the top, and those impractical gifts don't last and are out of use by the next holiday season. Another method that one of Johnson's co-workers was telling us about is similar to Secret Santa, but instead of buying a gift for the person you selected, you make a gift for them. Handmade. And I adore this idea. I've always loved making homemade gifts, but honestly, I get nervous that it can look like you're being cheap when in fact the time and love and energy that goes into a homemade gift is so much bigger than turning to Amazon with your one-click add to cart be there in two days heck half the time it's already wrapped in their Amazon bag so you know if you're if you have a gift that you would like to make somebody go for it or as a family decide hey we're gonna do handmade gifts and it you know it just gives you that option to think a little bit more about what you're giving the person versus what you can buy. Um, Even with the gifts that I do buy, I do always try and support artists and creators. Etsy's a great shop for gifts or uh, your local arts and crafts markets throughout the year. Um, Which brings me to another piece of advice, which won't probably help you for this year, but will for next year. And that is to shop year round. I do very little of my Christmas shopping in December because I pick up goodies throughout the year as I see them. When I go to a craft market, if I see something that makes me think of someone, I buy the gift and I store it away until the holiday. When Johnson and I travel, if we pick up souvenirs, we store them away until Christmas or birthdays or anniversaries and then they get given as a gift. We move away from instant gratification, both as gift givers and recipients. And it makes it so much more special when you do finally open the gift too. You're flooded back with the memory of where you saw the item and the anticipation of waiting to enjoy it. Uh, Maybe it's something that you saw your spouse eyeing, but they didn't buy and then you like secretly pick it up for them. And there's that element of surprise. It's, It's just a fun way of doing it. The app that I mentioned earlier, Santa's Bag, is really helpful for keeping track of these gifts so you don't forget about them. Um, Before Santa's Bag, I I still had this method, but I would hide a gift away from Johnson and then I'd forget about it. And then years later, I'd be like rummaging through the back of a drawer and rediscover this gift that I hid in a grocery bag in the back of my drawer. So with Santa's Bag, year-round you can add your gifts to the app you can put the cost in there the recipient it has sections that you can note where you hid the gift super important um, also things like whether it's wrapped or not or or if it's something that you need to purchase which is really helpful for when you get an idea that pops into your head or someone mentions something and you're like oh that would be a good Christmas gift for them you can write it down in Santa's bag and then set to purchase at a later date and that way you just don't forget about it next let's talk about wrapping I love wrapping gifts I definitely picked that up from my mom Trudy she is the queen of gift wrap she she is the mom that would like lock herself in the room and be like 
nobody bother me. She'd put on her show. She'd get her glass of wine. And she would just wrap every gift perfectly. Every corner was perfectly folded and secured. And she is a firm believer that a present is not wrapped unless it has a bow on it. And the beauty of her wrapping definitely is what inspires me and what I strive to live up to with each gift that I wrap. It just you know when you get a gift that's beautifully wrapped and someone took the time to do so it makes you feel special as the the gift recipient so I really appreciate all the time that she put into our gifts for um, me and my siblings and my granny and um, my dad and everybody else she just went above and beyond and uh, I, I like to carry that on so some tips with this one Get wrapping supplies that inspire you. Paper that makes you happy. Tape that is easy to operate. Scissors that allow you to glide and create smooth cuts. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm a bit of a hoarder when it comes to wrapping materials. I blame the influence of my granny learning to save everything from growing up during the war and my mother-in-law, a Cuban refugee, for the same. Nothing wasted. Good quality paper can be reused. Ribbon lasts for years and years. You can iron tissue paper and use it again. I have done this. There is no reason not to keep gift bags. Honestly, even the brown paper that is used in shipping boxes to pad uh, the items being shipped is reused in our house. Having all of the wrapping supplies on hand makes wrapping fun and a creative experience. I like um, kind of setting a, a tone for how our guests are going to look under the tree and a theme and the papers that I'm going to use that year and how I want to tie ribbons and um, things like that. Another fun thing we do with gifts, which is a tradition of my in-laws, is to give a little hint on the outside of the gift on the gift tag. This practice adds joy for the gift giver because you get to put your thinking cap on and come up with a little hint or saying to try and stump the recipient. Um, And it also adds joy to the gift opener because as we open one gift at a time, the gift recipient reads aloud the hint and we all think about it and then the person opens the gift and there's always this aha moment. And um, my family has always open one gift at a time in a circle as well even with our six plus my granny and um, a number of Christmases and then years with our spouses we always take the time to take it slow and honor each gift and its giver even if it takes all day I mean it's Christmas day what else you got going on we go around in the circle we open the gifts and it keeps it special and my in-laws do the same thing but as we're reading these cards and it just makes it really intimate and fun. So highly recommend that if you're looking for some way to make things a little bit different. It's a tradition that my husband and I love. We actually do it on all our gifts, our birthday gifts, our anniversary gifts, um, but it originally started with just Christmas gifts in his family. (coughs) Last thing I'll say about wrapping is to do so early. Don't leave all of your wrapping until Christmas Eve. For one, being able to put beautifully wrapped presents under your tree for the weeks leading up to Christmas is beautiful to look at. And two, you will enjoy Christmas Day a lot more if you were not up till 3 a.m. wrapping. All right, time to wrap up this episode. 
Mm, see what I did there? Yeah, that pun was intended. I'm going to share with you a spinoff of Oprah's favorite things, but Brit's version, in case you are looking for a few more gift ideas. These are gifts that have been given to me by others that I adore or things I've discovered over the years that I love. I'm going to start off with a few beauty and skincare products because for the ladies in your life, uh, they are a true treat. Um, or, you know, I should say, shouldn't say lady. Ladies, men, you know, there's it's just lovely to feel pampered after getting out of the shower um, or washing your face. But I say ladies because although I have tried to not I say pawn off tried to get my husband to use my skincare just to experience how lovely it is he is not about it so um, you might have a little bit easier luck and more appreciation from the ladies in your life okay first of all is Tubes and Co makeup and skincare I know that's broad but I use a lot of their products and I have yet to use a product that I didn't absolutely love my entire face skincare and makeup regimen is from Tubes if you're looking for 100% natural skincare and makeup that's really clean, I cannot recommend them enough. It's perfect for ladies of any age and honestly would be really special for a daughter or a niece to start out her makeup journey with quality products. For stocking stuffers, their mascara is incredible. I really like their lipsticks and the tinted lip balm is my favorite for any lady. It gives you the perfect womanly glow on your lips. It's uh, moisturizing. It can go with a bare face or face freshly done with makeup. It's like just enough color. I, I have one in every purse on my desk at all times or in my car. I love them. So I'm always stocking up on that. The only facial care product I use daily that isn't from Tooths & Co. is a splurge. And it was a gift from my mom. It's the La Mer Lip Balm, and I put it on every single night before bed. It's on my bedside table, and I put it on, and verbally I say every single night, oh, I love this stuff, as I put it on. At $75, it seems outrageous for the little tub of lip balm, but I'll tell you what, that little tub lasts and lasts. I've used it every single night for over a year, and it's still about a third full, and Gosh, I wake up in the morning and my lips are still moisturized. It just lasts. It's an amazing product. Highly, highly recommend. The last skincare product, which probably isn't the most natural, but I really do love it, um, was actually a previous item on Oprah's Favorite Things. And it's another gift from my mama. And it's the Fedric Fakai Shea Butter Creme. Hmm. Luxe. Luxuance, Luxuance, probably not pronouncing that right. I have the, I have it on a tab up in front of me to make sure I'm giving you all my favorite things. But the product can be hard to find. Um, but when you do happen to find it in stock somewhere, buy it. It is a luxe treat for when you get out of the shower and want to feel like a queen. It smells so good. Um, I have it up at uh, my in-laws cabin up in Stanley, Idaho, and that's where I like to use it because it's cold, it's dry up there. I mean, beautiful mountain cabin, but you get out of a nice hot shower and I slather a bunch of that on and I smell amazing and I feel moisturized and so cozy and it's it's just a lovely treat. Okay, moving out of the beauty department and into the kitchen, 
Something every kitchen needs and every chef ought to have is a quality thermometer. I didn't have one for a really long time. For a period of time, I had like one from the dollar store that probably was not accurate. And Johnson gifted me the Thermapen thermometer and I love it. It not only accurately gives you a temperature reading on meat in seconds, but it also works for confections and baking uses as well. I use it for my sourdough uh, water temperature, um, any kind of candy, confection, perfectly prepared steaks, chicken, fish, you name it. I love knowing that my foot, my foot, my food is adequately cooked in seconds. Um, it's, I mean, gosh, you open the thing and it tells you the temperature of the air. Like it is accurate. So highly recommend that one. Super easy to use, super easy to clean. Um, it doesn't take up a ton of space. It's, it's awesome. Next up are some practical things that I think any home chef would love and they may seem weird, but trust me, they would love them. A hunk of good quality Parmigiano Reggiano, an aged balsamic, Melanon sea salt. Uh, on that, I love the smoked sea salt flakes if you want to be a little bit different. Um, a good quality truffle oil, saffron threads, real vanilla beans. You get the idea. Products that elevate a meal but are outside the norm. Like someone's probably not going to buy on their average grocery trip. These are things that they'll actually use um, for things, say, like truffle. Make sure if you're buying truffle that they like truffle. Or, like, don't splurge on caviar if you don't know that they don't actually appreciate caviar. But things like maladon salt, parmesan, vanilla bean pods, the saffron threads, they are likely loved by any culinary aficionado. So I think you'd be safe there. Okay, out of the kitchen and into the closet. My fabulous sister-in-law, Allie, gifted me a set of lake pajamas, gosh, probably like three years ago, that are still in fabulous condition, as luxe as the first time I wore them, and they're definitely a splurge, but so fabulous and worth the cost in terms of quality and longevity. I have worn them, gosh, probably hundreds of times at this point, and I feel like a queen every time I wear them. They're, they're just beautiful. Another splurge item that is a gift that with proper care should last a lifetime is a cashmere wrap. My mother-in-law gifted me one from Garnet Hill last Christmas and it is the most versatile piece that instantly elevates an outfit in the most simple and elegant way. Um, it can be used as a scarf. You can belt it for a sweater vest look. Uh, they serve as a wrap, a blanket when traveling. Mine is an oat heather color, think like oatmeal, basically. Um, and it's just like a timeless piece that I know I'll use for the rest of my life. And again, talking about feeling like a queen when you wrap yourself in cashmere, it does not get uh, much better than that. Splurge number three. And if you're sensing a theme here with the closet section and splurging, it is true. You get what you pay for. So if you have a smaller budget for someone, I would steer clear of clothing and tap into their other interests. 
You want to give them something of quality, no matter the price point. Maladon Salt, for example, is $7. Tubes & Co. skincare products range from $10 upward. I would highly recommend purchasing those kinds of products versus a $10 scarf that will pull and pill after a few wears. With clothing, you really get what you pay for. So a splurge that I made for myself recently but haven't regretted once was buying a pair of Blundstone boots. I love them. They are not the most feminine boot per se, but they are so comfortable and can get dressed up with a cute boot sock. They're perfect for out west here and I love how I can just pull them on. There's no laces or anything. I brought them to Peru with us and I walked all day in them for most of our trip and they were amazingly comfortable. I've done short hikes in them. I've worn them out to dinner. They're super versatile and the older I've gotten, the less I'm willing to sacrifice my shoe quality and comfort. So for me, these are totally worth the purchase and I get a ton of use out of them. Uh, another idea that's kind of closet jewelry-esque is one that my mom's friend did, and it's to buy a pearl each year from the day your daughter is born. And then when they turn 18, you can gift them a beautiful pearl necklace. Another timeless piece. Okay, hopping over to the library, I'll share some of my favorite books. Uh, first, cookbooks, of course. Uh, the Half-Baked Harvest Cookbooks, um, Tegan has three of them, and they're all fabulous, as well as any Ina Garten cookbook. I highly recommend you can't go wrong with either of those chefs or their books. For the Christian um, in your life, I love the Bible study that I'm currently doing. It walks you through the Bible in a year, and it's from Daily Grace Company, which has a ton of Bible stories. This particular one goes through the entire Bible, but they have ones um, for certain chapters, even certain verses that really dive into um, them and help you to study. So the one I'm doing that's the entire Bible in a year is called The Story of Redemption, and uh, Daily Grace Co. is a great site. They've got all sorts of cute stuff on there, so um, definitely check them out. And for the gardener or interior designer... A coffee table book catered to their hobby is a great gift. I have multiple design books on our coffee table and I sit and I flip through them all the time. I love it. It's so relaxing to me. Every time I pick them up, I get something new out of them. Uh, I just picked up a Martha Stewart gardening through the months coffee table book at a thrift store for $2 and I think it was published gosh I want to say like 1991 or 1994 so it's an older book but it's still so relevant and I love it um so I I just love these kind of books especially ones with beautiful photography um and if you can find one that matches your recipient style it's a win they're instantly gonna love it um, for the men in your life, my husband has enjoyed the Stephen Ranella books, uh, as well as many others. Some of his other favorites are Beyond the Mountain, No Shortcuts to the Top, 13 Hours, Lone Survivor, and The Cuban Affair, which I have read also and really enjoyed. It's a great novel, so um, that would be good for anyone in your family, really. Last but not least is the gift of experience, which is so much greater than any physical gift. Johnson and I have moved to this model in recent years, and 
we've taken backcountry skiing classes together. We've um, bought lift tickets so that we can go ski together. We've skipped gifts and taken trips instead. Um, my family is moving to this model as well, where we are skipping Christmas and birthday gifts and doing a big family trip to see each other instead. Quality time is the best gift that you can give and something that the older we get and the more busy we get, the harder it is to find. So rather than giving your friend a gift, give her the gift of a lunch date or an event ticket for you and her to go. Take your kids for an experience. The memories will last a lifetime. And the toy, maybe a season if you're lucky. Education and experiences are things that can never be taken away from you. So if you can give the gift of those things, do it. All right, everybody, that is all for today. I've got a tree to decorate. Um, remember, first, set your budget. Second, get organized with the app Santa's Bag. Three, get ready to wrap. And four, quality over quantity always. And experiences last a lifetime. See y'all next week and happy Christmas season to all. Thank you for listening to this episode of Untraditionally Traditional. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with those special people who would love it too and write a review. For more tips and photos of my home and garden, follow Untraditionally Traditional Pod on Instagram. Until next week, let's continue to make our homes places of joy and service to ourselves and those we share them with.